Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kim. I just want to tell you that I'm so grateful to have you as a friend, and I really hope that we can be friends forever. Of course. I am so grateful for you. Of course. We're going to be friends forever. You've got a friend in me. You've, You've got, got a friend in me. Yay. <laughs> I love that song. You're right. Friends are friends forever. Just like the book with that exact title, written by Dane Liu and illustrated by Lynn Skirfield, where a girl leaves her home and best friend in China and finds herself in a new place looking for new friends. This is such an important topic. We're excited to talk to Dane Lynn, their editor, Laura Godwin, and art director, Jen Keenan. Let's get started. Dane, Friends Are Friends Forever is filled with emotion and culture and beautifully, just really beautifully explores the complex feelings that come with leaving a familiar place for a new one and missing old friends and then making new ones. And where did the inspiration for this book come from? Well, the story came from my own life. Um, it was inspired by my childhood experience of moving from one side of the world to another. And moving as an older child, I was very conscious of the experience of saying goodbye and also having to start in many ways starting over. So, but like any work of fiction, it doesn't just come from my own experience as a direct lift. Um, it comes from other people's experiences also. And of course, my imagination. Thank you. I love that. So beautiful. Laura, what was it about the story that made you want to acquire it? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all know what you mean when you say that. Yes. (laughs) Care to unpack that maybe a little? (laughs) Okay. Just, just once. So, I mean, uh, she, she had me from the very first two sentences, honestly. I mean, it's just... I, after so many years of editing, I have very quick, very strong reactions to manuscripts. And truly, this was one that I I just wanted before I'd finished the entire manuscript. I mean, it just, it starts out in our town, the winter howls, heavy flakes swarm and glaze the earth. Okay, I'm in. And I I mean, the truth is, like, it, it just is it's detailed, it's specific, it's visceral, it's sensory. The pacing is impeccable. 
The writing is, it's just, it's poetic, it's spare, it's powerful, and uh, it moves me every time I read it. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times I've read it, I just fall in love every single time. And, you know, it's just, it's rare. It's one of these manuscripts, it's, it's sophisticated, but it's also accessible. And I, I just, I truly think she's just a masterful writer. She oh, is. I agree. I think we all agree. Yeah. Yes. The book is so beautiful and the poetic words added to the beautiful, beautiful illustrations. It's the kind of book you're going to want to read over and over again. And Jen, what was the illustrator selection process like? Well, as soon as I read the manuscript, I knew I wanted to ask Lynn to illustrate the book. Um, I, I visualized her, her art, kind of like Laura said, when you read a manuscript, sometimes you get a gut feeling. And luckily, when I you know, Laura and I talked about artists and we had a whole long list because the words are so beautiful that you really can see it going in a lot of different directions. Um, but something that's so wonderful about Lynn's work is how magical it is. And I just thought that, you know, um, there's a specific piece and I know this is a visual medium, so it's hard to, to describe, <laughs> but there was a specific piece on, on Lynn's website that I had flagged for ages. Um, and it was just this beautiful piece where she managed to collage all of these images into this beautiful, colorful, like, I don't want to use the word collage. I could just see it bringing the, the words to life in this really interesting way and kind of being able to visually pack all of these different emotions onto a spread, um, which is a challenging task. So I think, you know, when I presented artist to Laura. Laura also really was excited about Lynn. So I'm glad that we saw. So perfect. No, remember what happened. <laughs> remember how I had to twist my arm? Yeah. <laughs> had to be like, we have to do it. We have to choose her. Yeah. <laughs> but it became... I threatened to quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were on board with the choice. It was it was it was inspired. It was it it seemed seemed inevitable, which is how all good collaborations feel in the end, don't they? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't see it any other way. Lynn, what was it that made you want to say yes to working on the project? It was two things, actually. It was because actually Jen reached out to me a year a year ago before she reached out to me for this book, and I couldn't take it because I had major health issues. So I, when Jen reached out again, I was like, oh my God, I can have this chance again. <laughs> this is amazing. Yay. And then I read the manuscript and the words, it really was, the story was so beautiful. And it's just like Laura's already said, the words are just so beautiful and it's so well-written. I felt very emotional. And when you can see parts of the book already, when you're reading the manuscript, you're like, okay, this is a good one. I'll totally makes it. sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Dane, you've woven so many important themes into this story. You take the reader on this powerful emotional journey, and you manage to sprinkle in some onomatopoeia. We love onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> what was your writing process like for this story? Well, for this story, it's um, a lot of remembering, not just remembering um, the specific emotions of moving away, uh, being in a new community, but also just remembering how I thought of things as a child. You know, writing for children, I think there is that, um, there, there are a lot of difficult parts about writing for children, right? Kids are, there's no uh, lack of authenticity when you write for kids. They can write, they can see right through any kind of fog. So there's that. But also I think just accessing those emotions that I had at that, at that time, accessing our human emotions about loss um, and the excitement of a new identity once that identity is more visible to you. Um, so for that story, there was a lot of remembering. But for most of my stories, I think for that first draft, I just download. I don't criticize. I try not to. It's, it's very hard. But I just um, let it pour out, whatever it is. I don't think about word count. I think the focus on word count in the initial drafting is really kind of not helpful. Um, and so... As I continue to work on a story, I see the world building better. You know, I think you really need to spend some time. The reason there are just so many drafts that you go through is you you need time to be with these characters to see them for real. Absolutely. Them, mm-hmm. Right. So I don't mind. You know, I, I went on this school visit recently and all the kids asked me, the older kids asked me, how many how many times did you revise? Because we were talking about revision. And I said 27 times. yeah yeah and they were really shocked and um and I think it also put them later on their mind at ease that writing is difficult and writing is difficult not just because you're trying to find the perfect word but there's this process of seeing your your characters and your um your, your the world that you're trying to construct and you're supposed to revise that's part of the process that is the process (laughs) right exactly Laura, what was the editing process like for this story? I know it came in really strong. Yes, there there was a lot of editing. 
it was the editing that that Jane did before she sent it. In. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before acquisition, I see. <laughs> so absolutely, I mean, she's a a dream author, really, and and um, even though she she made me feel useless, um, <laughs> I I forgive her because. Uh, <laughs> It was it was clear how much work she she'd done ahead of time, and and I know that those kinds of perfect sentences don't happen on a first draft. Um, so, you know, it's it. I, I think being an editor is you, you know you need to know when not when you don't need to tinker with something, and this just wasn't something that needed to be tinkered with. So, I you know really props to Dane. It, 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 it's magnificent. It is magnificent. Jen, can you give us a look into the art direction for this book? What were some of the notes that you had for Lynn before she moved on to final art and that wordless spread with the globe? Was that in the manuscript or was that something you suggested or? That, that was Lynn. I mean, Lynn, similar to Dane. So beautiful. It's so so beautiful. And, um, I think I think Lynn and I talked a lot up front before diving in, um, and I had sent her that piece that I was obsessed with, um, and we talked a lot about the magical quality and all of the different emotions that that needed to go into the book. But from from the very first sketch pass, Lynn was just amazing with the pacing and with the, I mean, Laura and I have a spread that we fell in love with just the the two um, girls kind of staring at each other, kicking the snow in the in the beginning of the book, kind of looking sad. It was just like such an emotional moment that was subtle, but it's it's hard to craft those pieces. So that's the kind of stuff that Lynn brought to the table, like in the very first sketch pass. And I was like, oh, well, wow, this is better than what. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think that I think one of the pieces that we went and back back and forth on the most was probably the last spread trying to figure out how to wrap it up and I don't even remember where the idea came from but we ended up putting the cover image in the picture frame at the very end because we wanted to show that the main character was not leaving her friend forever but that they were making a new friend we kind of wanted to hint to the reader that maybe the three of them talk or maybe there's some sort of connection that the three of them have um, so that the original friend was not forgotten about. Um, So I think that might be one of the spreads that we talked about the most, but Lynn really, really hit it out of the park um, right from the (laughs) get-go. Yeah. And it's, it's page after page. I mean, we'd love to hear about your illustration process, Lynn, because the art just, it tugs at the heartstrings all throughout the book. And these artistic decisions that you made are, they're so interesting to me. And, and like the, the page where the main character is sleeping and she's hugging her list, her word list and her dictionary. And then you have these words that are hand-drawn. It looks like with like a black crayon. Um, I'm not sure what you used for it, but it's just those little details are so important to the emotion you feel when you look at a spread like that. 
So how do you do that, Lynn? How do you, how do you craft spreads like that? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Everything is so nice. I'm like, wow. Also like Jane, I'm blushing. <laughs> but I think a lot of it is because I'm very, I'm very much into materials and how materials can make us feel. So going into the specifics of like, say those words, the scribbly words, I think I just used my pencil and just like really went at it, <laughs> trying to get the right amount of like frustration with my pencil and then scanned it in. And so most of the book is made by, um, I drew everything in separate pieces and I draw, yeah, and well, usually I draw my line art separately, but this time I did it all together. And so the characters are like one piece and then the background is mostly digital. And then I like just collage everything together and try and make it all look like I did it <laughs> in one piece. And yeah, so it's, it's nice having the ability to edit the textures and to figure out like, yeah, the world one was so nice. I could really use this watercolor and it just felt very... It could feel very calm, even though the space is so large. And then I can go and move into different textures with the when you, the character's anxious. And then, yeah, <laughs> sorry, it's like a little all over the place. But I feel like that was the process for this book, too. I was getting the final art. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. We're just going <laughs> to see. I'm going to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> and I'm really glad it all turned out. And actually, I was so shocked. I, when I handed him the art, I was like, oh, man. I don't know if this is good. I don't know how I feel about it. And then I got the book and I was like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. We have one last question for each of you. We're going to start with you, Lynn. When somebody reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope they can think of some friends while they're reading it. And I know when I finished reading the book, I really thought back on big friendships in my life. Like I had a really good friend and she moved back to the States and we were like best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like one of those friendships I cherish. And I really think of her every time I read this book. So I hope people can, whether they're like kids and they're reading this book and they're thinking of the friendships or even the parents who look back on friendships that were really important in their lives. That would, that would make me happy. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Jen, how about you? When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? Something that's so beautiful about this this text and visual and the visual of the book as a whole um, is just celebrating like the most purest version of friendship. Like the true love you feel for a friend, you know, the good, the bad, the weird, the different, and celebrating all of those things and all of the kind of emotional ride that you feel on that journey yes. in real life and in the book. Yes. What about you, Laura? Same question. Well, I think if you feel something, then you learn something. And this book accomplishes that in spades. It is a perfect example of how everyone's lives and friendships are made up of tiny, specific, important little details. And and once you recognize that in yourself you recognize it in someone else, you can't help but feel empathy for other kids who are, you know, maybe unfamiliar to you. And so I, I think it's built in. I mean, I just think that, that you'll feel something and learn something from this book. It is, it's inevitable. Agreed. Absolutely. 
Agreed. Dane, how about you? Same question. When someone reads this book, what do you hope they feel or learn? You know, I hope children see themselves in all three characters. Um, we've all been the new kid at school. We've all moved in, you know, at some point in our lives. And so I hope they see themselves as the person who's had to say goodbye, the person who had to say goodbye to a friend who did leave, and also the person who can welcome a newcomer into their community in a way that is genuine and kind. Um, and in a larger way, I hope kids can see that an immigrant looks like this, that an immigrant, that term is a positive term, that is somebody who is brave and somebody who is kind and can you know, show you kindness in return and brings a lot into the community. A big thank you to Dane, Lynn, Laura, and Jen for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Friends Are Friends Forever. Check out the show notes to learn more about Dane and Lynn and their other fabulous work. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening and happy, happy looking. looking. Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.